like I said, we've been able to laugh together and play together and sing together and learn a little bit together. And we're going to find out in a few minutes what happens with our friends in the clubhouse and what decision they choose to make, whether or not they choose to obey or they choose to do their own thing. And we're going to see how they react to that situation. So in a few minutes, we're going to do that. But right now, we have a few minutes together to be able to learn together by looking at God's Word, looking at the Bible. Because we believe that the Bible is a great place for us to go to learn together about how to be good, how to be followers of Jesus who trust Him and obey the things that He asks us to do. And so that's what we're going to do this morning. We're going to take a look at the Bible and learn more about our Life app. And everybody remembers what our Life app is, right? It's oh, good. Some of you are listening. Good. It's obedience, right? We are learning all about obedience this morning. Each month in Alliance Kids, which usually happens during the service, during our regular service time, our kids are over in the other building. They are learning together, having fun together, interacting together, and each month they learn these new life apps, all right? And so in the month of August, the life app is obedience. And in order to help the kids learn about obedience, each month to go along with the life app, there's a theme. There's, there's, a, there's a setting that's uh, built, there's an environment that's created that helps the kids learn how to apply that life app to their lives. So in the month of August, our theme is a space theme, if you haven't caught on by looking at the picture yet. It's all about space, all right? And our children's director, Miss Jackie, and her team do an amazing job of totally transforming our Alliance Kids area every single month to fit the theme. If you went up to our, if you went up to our treehouse room right now in the other building, you would find Mission Control, all right? Because Mission Control, when it comes to space, is the place where obedience has to happen. If you think about it, right? If you worked for NASA and you were going to send an astronaut to space, you wouldn't just wake up one morning and say, hey, let's send an astronaut to space today. Like, you wouldn't just decide to do that on a whim. When you work for NASA, you follow what's called a flight plan. And the flight plan is this very detailed, very organized, step-by-step -step directions that help you get that astronaut safely off the Earth into space to complete their mission and then get them safely back home. So the flight plan is important. We all need a flight plan, right? NASA needs it. We need flight plans in our lives too. And God has put different people in our lives that help us build flight plans, whether it's our parents or a teacher or a coach or a boss or somebody else that's in authority over us is in place. And many times those people give us a flight plan to follow. But we have to choose whether or not we're going to follow the flight plan. We're going to obey the directions that are given to us. And that can be a challenging thing, can it? Obedience can be hard. Obedience can be challenging. Because let's be honest, sometimes we don't want to obey, do we? We just flat out don't want to. Sometimes we don't think we need to obey. Because maybe we think we have a better plan or a better way to get things done. Sometimes we see a lot of other people who aren't obeying and so we decide, well, then if they're not obeying, then I don't need to obey either. And so obedience is a challenge for us. We have to learn and be taught how to obey. When you were a little kid, you had to be taught how to obey, didn't you? Some of us are still learning how to obey in a lot of different areas in our lives because obedience is a lifelong process of learning. Now, sometimes we have to be trained to obey. And when I think of obedience training, I think of a dog, all right? Because many times we send our dogs to obedience training. How many of you have ever sent your dog to obedience training? Anybody? A few of us. All right. 
The rest of us try on our own to train our dogs to obey. Now, this morning, I brought our dog with us this morning, all right? This is our dog, Hazel, and we're going to really hope she doesn't pee on Mark's stuff. All right, good. All right, excellent. Good. So, this is our dog, Hazel. Hazel is about two years old, all right? And so, she's still kind of in that puppy phase, and we are very much training Hazel how to obey, all right? So we are going to put our family reputation on the line this morning to see if we can get Hazel to obey some simple commands that we have been working on for the last two years. Now this could go one of two ways very quickly, all right? And we're going to, oh, hi, hello. All right, and we're going to find out how it goes. All right, so I'm going to ask Bailey, because Bailey is the one that spends the most time training Hazel, to try to get her to do some simple commands. So Bailey, let's try one. Go ahead. Oh, good. She did it. All right. Very good. All right. Don't come to me. Get over there. She's got the treats. All right. Here we go. Next one. Uh, Bailey, let's try another one. Good. All right. Good. We're on a roll. Good. Two for two. All right. All right. Quit coming over here. She has the food. Get over there. All right. And then uh, one, one more. Let's do one more, Bailey. All right, good. All right, good. So, not not too bad. Should we do we risk one more? Or do we just stick with? Let's stick with three. All right, we're good. We're three for three. We're gonna stay with that. All right. Well, thank you very much, Hazel. Thanks for your help. Now, Hazel will be sticking around for Water Day, and I'm sure she'll be very popular outside. You can all meet her later. Just don't torture her, please. And um, so we we're getting there with Hazel. Now, if I could just get her to stop pooping in my closet, we would be good to go. All right. That seems to be like her favorite place to go. So anyway, that's a just total side note. So. That's just to show you that we are not there yet with Hazel. Hazel is still learning. She can do some stuff, but she's still learning how to obey and how to follow the rules, all right? And sometimes we feel like that in our lives. There are certain areas of our lives where we feel like, hey, I'm, I'm pretty good with this. I can handle this. And then there are other areas of our lives where maybe we struggle when it comes to obedience, or maybe we struggle when it comes to following the directions. But we can all learn how to be better when it comes to obedience, because obedience matters. Obedience is important. So like I said, this month we're learning all about obedience in Alliance Kids. And so we thought we would bring that life app to you as part of our family service. And again, one of the best places we can go to learn about these life apps is the Bible. And if you go to the Bible, you're going to find lots and lots of characters who had to learn how to obey. And this morning, we're going to tell you a story that many, many, many of you have heard, and many of you know, but it's an important story that teaches us about obedience, and that's the story of Noah and the ark, all right? And I can't think of a better story for this week, after all the rain that we've had, because maybe some of you thought about building an ark this week um, to get out of your own neighborhoods, but here's the thing. We're going to talk about Noah and the ark this morning, because Noah was a guy that had to choose whether or not he was going to obey God, because God gave him a really big really challenging, really tough task, really tough job. And Noah had to make the decision whether or not he was going to obey God. All right? So if you want to read the story of Noah, you would go to Genesis chapter 6, Genesis chapter 6 through 8. Now we're not going to have time this morning to read all three chapters, but I want us to focus in on a couple of times where Noah was a man of obedience and then how we can learn from his example. All right? But let me give you the really quick overview of the story so we know what we're talking about. Many of you know this already, but here's the deal. God creates the earth, he creates it perfect, but then we as human beings, we mess it up. We sin, and sin enters the world. And then by the time we get to the story of Noah in Genesis chapter 6, nothing is going right. 
People are not listening to God, they're not obeying God, they're not trusting God, and they're doing their own thing, and they're doing terrible things. They're hurting each other, they're hurting themselves, they're hurting the world around them. And so God decides that he needs to kind of reset the earth. And he decides to do that with Noah and his family, because Noah is like the only person that God can find that actually obeys and is faithful to God. And so God goes to Noah, and God tells him, Noah, I have a job for you to do. He says, I want you to build a boat. And I'm not just talking about like a little rowboat with a nice cute little sail on it. I'm talking about a boat the size of a football field. And God gives, gives Noah a flight plan. He literally gives him the blueprint for how to build that ark. Step by step by step. This many feet, this many feet wide, this many rooms. Everything that Noah will need, God gives him in the flight plan in Genesis chapter 6. And so Noah receives this flight plan, he receives his instructions, and I'm sure as God is mentioning all this stuff to Noah, he's scribbling it down, and his eyes are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger, because he's realizing just how massive this job is. So then God says, Noah, I'm not done after you're done building the boat, I want you then to fill it with two of every animal on the earth, and then it's going to rain for 40 days and 40 nights, I'm going to flood the whole world, and we're going to restart the world with you and your family and these animals. Think about being Noah in that moment. Think about the, the, just the massive amount of pressure he must have felt. The, the massive amount of anxiety he must have felt in that moment. To be asked to do something that seemed so big and so challenging. But Noah was a man of obedience. Noah was a man who trusted God and was faithful to God. And so we can learn from his example. So let's do that really quick. Let's look at some things from Noah's life that we can learn from, all right? So the first thing is this, is that Noah teaches us how to obey when we can't see what's ahead. How to obey when you can't see what's ahead. Think about this, right? God gives Noah this job. He tells Noah, Noah, I want you to build this boat. Do you know it took Noah almost 60 years to build that boat with his sons? It took a long time to build that boat. And that whole time they were building that boat, there wasn't a rain cloud in the sky. He couldn't see the rain coming. He couldn't see every little step of what was going to happen next. But even though he couldn't see what was going to happen next, he didn't know all the details of what was coming next, Noah still obeyed. He still got up every morning and continued to do the things that God asked him to do. And that's an important example for us, because sometimes we can't see what's in front of us. We just played a game a few minutes minutes ago where Melissa couldn't see the basket that she was shooting at. She had to listen to the instructions and obey the instructions of her own child to get her the opportunity to make that basket. Because sometimes God is going to ask us to do something that maybe we can't see all the details in the future. And that was Noah. Noah was living a life of faith not knowing exactly what was going to happen next, but being willing to obey God in spite of that. And so we can learn from that. We can learn that we can obey, that we too can obey when we can't see what's ahead. So let me ask you this. Like I said, obedience is tough, right? It's challenging for us. So kids and students, let me ask you this. Do you think maybe, maybe you should obey your parents and your teachers? and your coaches, and the people that are in authority over your life. Because maybe, just maybe, they have a little bit more experience than you. And maybe, just maybe, they've walked down that road that you're walking down right now. They've been there. They've seen it. You can't see it, but they can. 
And so when God puts those type of people in our lives to trust and obey, we, he's doing that not to kill our creativity, not to make life boring, but to help us live the best life, the most effective life we possibly can. So maybe we should listen and obey the people that are in authority over us. Now, now, adults, you don't get a free pass here either. Here's the thing. Adults, are you willing to trust and obey the people that are in authority over your life? Your boss, your parents, God, the people who have authority over you, are you willing to trust and obey them even when you can't see what's coming next? Even when you can't see the rain clouds forming in the sky? Because Noah was a man of obedience that can teach us a lot about our own situations as well. So the next thing, Noah also teaches us how to obey when the task seems impossible. How to obey when the task seems impossible. Think about what God was asking Noah to do. He was asking him to build a boat. And not, again, not just a little tiny boat, a boat that the world had never seen before. Nobody had ever comprehended a boat of this size. It was the size of a football field. And God was asking Noah to do this task that I'm sure in the moment seemed impossible, seemed like it could not be done. It was a huge job. It, was an, it, it must have felt like an impossible job. And there's nothing in the Bible that tells us that Noah was this master shipbuilder either. He didn't have great tools. He didn't have heavy machinery. He didn't have all the things that would have made the job easier. He had him and his sons, and it took him 60 years to build the ship. But every single day, even though that, path, that task seemed impossible, even though they probably thought at times this can't be done, Noah woke up every single morning and followed the flight plan. He followed the next step. He kept following the blueprint, and every step along the way, God honored him, and God used him, and he was able to make a difference in the world around him. The people around him were making fun of him, they were laughing at him, they were talking behind his back, and yet Noah stayed on course. Noah stayed on course. In fact, in Genesis chapter 6, in verse 22, this is what it says about Noah. It says this, So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. I think that word exactly is important. Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. Noah didn't take any shortcuts. Noah didn't do things halfway. Noah didn't do things just to get them done. He did them exactly as God had commanded him. Even though it seemed challenging, even though it seemed impossible, Noah followed the flight plan. Think about it in our lives. Whenever we're faced with an impossible task, sometimes we just want it to be over, right? We just want to get it over with. So we do one of two things. We either quit, or maybe we do it halfway. Or maybe we just rush to get it done so that we can move on to the next thing. But Noah was a man of obedience who did everything exactly as God had commanded him. And again, we can learn from that. Like we said before, obedience is tough. And it can be even tougher whenever we don't think we can accomplish the things that we're being asked to do. But we can learn from the life of Noah who woke up every single day for 60 years following the flight plan. Sometimes God is going to come to us in our lives and he's going to ask us to do something that seems impossible, that seems like we can't do it. And so in those moments, we have to ask ourselves, are we willing to be people of obedience who trust God no matter what? 
who do things exactly as the Lord has commanded them. I don't know what God is asking you to do. Maybe for some of you, the impossible thing that God might ask you to do is to talk to somebody else about your faith, to talk to them about what it means for you to be a follower of Jesus. Maybe for some of you, God is going to ask you to serve somebody that you really don't like, to help somebody that, you don't, that isn't like you or you don't think about very often. God is going to ask you to do very challenging, maybe they seem like impossible things at the time. But are we willing to be people who do things exactly as God has commanded us and follow the flight plan? The last thing that I think Noah teaches us how to obey even when it's challenging or not fun or uncomfortable. Think about it. Noah was asked to get on a boat. They lived on that boat for months. It rained for 40 days and 40 nights. And on that boat, it wasn't just them and their family. It was a ton of animals. And I'm sure for like the first day or two, it probably felt like a sleepover or a camp out, and they played games, and they told jokes, and they laughed, and they thought it was fun. But then about day three, the smell starts. And they're eating the same exact food for every single meal. And you can't crack a window because it's pouring rain outside to get fresh air. And all of a sudden, it's not so much fun anymore, is it? Life got real really fast. And even though it was challenging, even though it wasn't fun, even though it wasn't even comfortable at times, Noah didn't quit. Noah didn't use a little rescue boat to get off of the ark. Noah didn't open the door too early. Noah didn't do the things that he, was, that he probably felt like doing in the moment. But again, Noah was a man of obedience. Noah was a man of faith, who even though times got tough, even though it wasn't fun, even though it was really, really challenging, he was willing and able to obey God. This is what it says in Genesis chapter 7 and verse 16. Because remember, I think one of the most impressive things about this whole story is when God tells Noah, you're going to bring two of every animal onto this boat. That must have been quite the experience to watch that happen, right? And so here's Noah, and this is what it says in Genesis 7:16. It says, a male and female of each kind entered just as God had commanded Noah. Just as God had commanded Noah. Noah followed the flight plan. Noah did the things that God was asking him to do. Noah didn't say, well, we can just skip the alligators and the giraffes. We'll find them later. No, Noah did everything exactly as God had wanted him to do. And so that's a lesson for us because sometimes life is going to get uncomfortable. Life isn't going to be fun. And what we do and how we respond in those moments matters. Our friends in the clubhouse, they have a big decision to make, don't they? They have to decide whether or not they're going to go swimming. They want to go swimming because it's fun, because it's hot outside, it's what they want to do, they want to be comfortable. But they're being asked to wait. They're being asked to hold off, to wait that 60 minutes. And so how we respond in those situations matters, because obedience matters. Obedience doesn't just matter because we follow the rules. Obedience matters because whenever we choose to obey, most of the time we're going to end up in a much better place than if we chose not to obey. Because again, obedience isn't there. God isn't asking us to obey to kill our creativity, to make life boring, to make life very dull. He does that to give us the best life possible. So we can learn a lot about obedience from the life of Noah. And I hope, you, I hope you learn this morning. I hope you as a family maybe take some time this week to read Genesis 6 through 8, to look at the story of Noah and see how Noah was a man of obedience through every situation that he was in. 
But before we kind of move on to back to the clubhouse to see what our friends are doing, let's read our life app together one more time so that we can all remember it. All right? So let's go ahead and put that back on the screen. Here we go. Ready? One, two, three. Obedience. Trusting who's in charge by doing what you're asked to do. Trusting who's in charge by doing what you're asked to do. I don't know what you're being asked to do this week. I don't know what you're being asked to do at school or at work or in your heart when it comes to your relationship with God or your relationship with other people. I don't know what you're being asked to do, but are you willing to trust God in those moments and do what you're asked to do? Because obedience matters. Obedience makes a difference. Obedience allows us to be the kind of people that God wants us to be. So let me pray for us. I'm going to pray that God would help us to become more and more people of obedience. Because listen, some of us in this room have lived for a long time and we're still working on this, right? We never fully arrive at this. We constantly need to be reminded and encouraged to become people of obedience. So I want to pray for us that we'll be those people this week. Let's pray. God, thank you for your word. Thank you for what it teaches us and how it can change us. God, I thank you for the story of Noah that we've probably heard a hundred times. But God, I thank you that every time we open up your Bible, you teach us something new. God, teach us this week how to be people of obedience, people who can make a difference in the world around us because we're trusting and obeying you. God, thank you for today. Thank you for this time together. Thank you for this time when we get to have fun together. And God, may you just bless us uh, as we continue to learn and have fun and enjoy, our, enjoy each other's company today. In your name we pray. Amen.